0: Hi and welcome to Spill the Tea with LLIB. I'm Cal. And I'm Claire. And together we founded the incredible platform that is Leading Ladies in Business, a platform that inspires and supports female business women across the globe. In this episode of Spill the Tea with LLIB, we're joined by Leanne Farrelly, a visionary leader and advocate for fellow business leaders. With her extensive experience and expertise, she has not only achieved remarkable success in her own career, but also dedicated time and energy to empower and uplift others in the business world. So Leanne, Spill the Tea on what
1: the journey in business has been like for you so far. Well, I um, started my business in 2021, so I'm still fairly new to that, sort of owning my business. Um, so I started Thursday's Child Coaching and Consulting. Um, I decided to turn my life upside down in 2020 during the pandemic. As we do. Yeah. As we do. Lots I decide- of people do. It. Yeah, every, every, <laughs> I think that it seems to be a theme, doesn't it? Um, so... I was living and working in LA at the time. I had a six-figure salary. I was an executive at Warner Brothers Studios. Wow. And I decided to leave, come back to the UK, go back to school, Mm -hmm. train and get qualifications in something I've been doing for about 20 years, but never actually got the qualifications. And then set up my own coaching and consultancy. So that that was just a bit crazy, really. Now I look back on it. At the time, it just felt like, it was the natural thing to do difficult, Mm -hmm. but it was, it felt like I've been waiting to do it for a long time. How did everybody else react to that change? Because that's, that's a pretty big. It was a big. Turning upside down. Yeah. People were surprised. I think my family were really surprised. Um, uh, my uh, sort of broader family, the mm. conversations inside with my husband and my two kids, that would that had been happening for months. Yeah. This wasn't just something I decided on my own. I couldn't, you know, yeah. my husband had a life there. My kids had lives there. Mm. They were just about to become teenagers. And I think the biggest prompt for us moving back when we did and doing it quickly was we realised that if we were moving back to the UK, my then 13-year-old would need to get back to school to understand uh, what GCSEs were, yeah. take his options. Mm. He's just now finished mm. his GCSEs. Um, and we thought if we leave it any longer, he's not going to have that time yeah. to turn it around and, and really focus. Yeah. So inside, my husband and my two kids, yeah, we were all aligned and had talked about it. Mm. Um, a lot of things happened in, in America to help, to help us make that decision. Mm. All of them were very positive. Um, but It was um, a very positive decision in the end. It was, we're going back home. We're going back to to be closer to my family. And at the time, I wasn't sure how soon I'd set up my own business. I knew it was in my plan. Mm -hmm. Um, But with the pandemic and they asked me to keep my role as it was if I did move back to the UK. Wow. I know. It it was, they were great. You know, it was a great opportunity, but I had a team in, LA, a team in Atlanta, a team in New York, and I was based in the UK. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't do it. It was just too much with the move, Mm -hmm. living at home with my mum and dad. (laughs) (laughs) So you moved back in with your parents? I moved back in with my parents at the age of 43, I think at the time, or 44. With two children? With two teenagers, or almost teenagers, and a teenager, a husband. Wow. Two dogs went to my sister's, but the cat came with us. So yeah. yeah, Wow. I know. Favoritized. What a move.
0: (laughs) It was quite a move. That's huge. what a move like I and what a risk as well you know what we what were you weighing up at that time you know when you at that borderline because mm. i think lots of people spend a lot of time the, thinking about what leaving a a, a full time job and then yeah. what that looks like afterwards and just taking that step and that risk it's huge isn't it you know all those what-ifs. what ifs yeah. what was that like I think it's never a... I don't think anyone just makes
1: an automatic decision. It Mm -hmm. feels like it at the the time, and it did feel like an overnight decision in terms of leaving my job, but it had been building up for some time. I think the decision to come back to the UK, um, The, I mean, initially, the reason I went out to LA was because I said to my then boss that I wanted to set up my own business. And she said to me, oh, rather than do that, what if we gave you an opportunity out in LA to lead learning and development there? And I was like... Okay, um, let's do that then. And so, it put on hold what I'd already wanted yeah. to do. Wow. So, I think it was always in the background, in, in mm-hmm. my sort of eth- in my dreams, mm-hmm, I guess yeah. that I wanted to do this. Um, but weighing it up in terms of the business or leaving America, both, I suppose. Both. So, America, the biggest. Um, this might get a little bit deep, but I don't know if you want to go we there. Like, but definitely. you do like deep, okay? So, um, there was a school shooting. Yeah, about a mile from my kid's school. He went on lockdown. Um, We didn't know what was happening. We didn't know where the shooter was. There were, I think, three children that were killed, four including the shooter, who was a child himself. God. And we'd struggled with some of the politics and gun control um, conversations out there because I think my husband and I are fairly liberal and we were in a fairly sort of conservative environment. Um, Well, I say that they were almost like very pro-gun guns, you know, and, and so we'd struggled with that when that happened and we were so frightened and saw what it did to the community and... We, yeah, the, the narrative afterwards was sort of, you know, no sort of conversation about gun control. It was about arming teachers, bulletproof backpacks. Wow. And I just, Glenn and I just couldn't get on board with that. We could, didn't feel comfortable. Um, at one point, Glenn was asked to write a letter to our youngest son. in the case of another lockdown that he could be given a letter and my husband said that was it that was the final straw for him he was like I'm done we're done so that was one of the biggest Mm -hmm. you know I would also say the working culture out there is very different Mm -hmm. and so um it led I mean essentially it led to me burning out I think Mm -hmm. was the Mm -hmm. it was the sort of the accumulation of Mm. working you know the hours that I worked the they don't really do holidays as much you Mm. know I got 15 days a year and I was lucky you know that was the kind and if you took two weeks in a row I can remember one of my bosses saying well if you can take two weeks off are you really needed in your role?
0: Oh, my word. I know. Wow. It's, it's very, very different. Please don't ever
1: say that to me. Oh <laughs> you.
0: I know. I know. Well, you know, please. And
1: it just didn't, you know, everything I know about being a leadership coach and everything I know about human behaviour... And what I know it takes to be successful is, you know, I know that we need well-being. I know we need rest. Mm -hmm. I know we need recuperation. And, you know, I'm coaching leaders and and telling leaders, this is what you need to Mm -hmm. build for yourself and also for the people in your organization. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, the values weren't quite aligning with the culture that Mm -hmm. I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that culture. It's just not what I was used to, was comfortable with. So everything was saying to us, go home. Yeah. go home, where it feels more like mm. I can be my real self and and feel like I'm what I'm saying has integrity because I'm yeah. not saying one thing but the organisation mm. sort of doing mm. something else or the culture doing something else.
0: So how quickly was it then after coming back that um, Thursday's Child was born? Um, pretty quick. So <laughs> um, I think I'd had a
1: really... I'd resigned in the... Um, I think it was the August or yeah I think it was the August and of course it's only two weeks notice out there yeah. so it's very quick well well you're not needed to die. they can replace <laughs> you within two well, weeks you exactly. don't need two weeks holidays exactly. and you weren't <laughs> doing that greater job
0: in the first place actually for uh, your six yeah, figures I know apparently <laughs>
1: um so I yeah so that I think that was the August went back to school and I launched um Thursday's Child in the April so I was still sort of finishing um, my post-grad in coaching at the wow. time I started the business yeah
2: it's incredible
1: and did the name come because you are a Thursday's child I am a Thursday's child and my mum actually this is so I did initially I was going to call it metamorphosis because I'm a bit of a we talked about history I'm a bit of a classics geek and Ovid's metamorphosis the idea of change and renewal and growth Mm. and all this kind of stuff um but I came home and I sit in the car with with my mum and my two sisters and my mum had always said oh you're a Thursday's child and when I told them I was going to America she said I knew it I said oh as soon as you were born I said she's going she's got far, go, far to go, far yeah. to go. I said, I knew you'd do this I knew you'd Aww. go far and, and so it became a bit of a family kind of thing, thing. you know uh-huh. oh well, Leanne's a Thursday's child of course she's gonna go to London because yeah. I grew up yeah. in Wrexham go to London then go to LA like she's just gonna do that and so when I was talking to my sister about this and saying, you know, um, it's like, I I feel like everybody can go far. Mm. And I think that everyone has the potential to be Mm. the best version of themselves. Like I 100% believe that everybody. Um, And it's a privilege actually to help people on that journey. Mm. I love what I do in that way. And seeing people just come alive and go, It was almost like Wizard of Oz when Dorothy says, you know, I had the power the whole time. It's it's that, right? You know, it's that. Yes, Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's within you. And so Rhea just said to me, my sister, she said, oh, well, Thursday's child, you've got far to go. And I went, that is perfect. So Aww. it didn't actually come from me; it came from my sister. But it's a bit of a family myth. And then I realised, because you can do that calculator, mm-hmm. both my children were born on Thursday too. Wow! wow.
0: Yeah, definitely went. I've got two Wednesdays. Well, well, what's the matter with Wednesdays? Whoa, well. apparently, Wednesday's which is child, why you've got Wednesday well. from Wednesday yeah. Adams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're great kids don't care. Yeah. We won't go there with the kids. But two Wednesdays in a day. Yeah, yeah. I know we have had
1: chat. I know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know what day I was born. Oh, well, you can find out, but you don't to find out. I was Monday. Today. Monday's child is loving and giving. oh Yeah. There you go. I, know. I thought you yeah. we were fair of face. Monday's child. Oh, it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Monday's face. child is fair of face. Well, I wouldn't go that. I'll go with loving and giving, <laughs> but fair of face, it takes <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't, yeah. So what's the hardest challenge you've had to overcome then in your business? And have you got any advice for our listeners on how you got through that? Oh gosh.
1: The the hardest thing I think is, especially if you've sort of grown up in corporate environments and team environments, is actually just being on your own mm. and just and for so many reasons. Like, you know, I don't think anything I've ever done is um has been has not had the influence of someone mm. or had the support of someone like no one is doing anything on their own mm. really and so I think there's something about just feeling lonely. And when you've got a decision to make or you want to do something, like you turn to your right and your left and there's just nobody mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And my husband is great, but he's not really there. But when you're used to um, working with other professionals in your field, yeah. for example, and you just want to get another professional opinion, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, and I've got a great network of friends, but yeah. it's not quite the same. Yeah. So I think that the kind of being on your own and being lonely is really difficult mm-hmm. for so many reasons yeah. and I think finding your tribe yeah finding people who get you understand you and you know can support you is just like gold dust it yeah. really is because it's the difference between feeling like you want to get up in the morning and yeah. go to work or you don't really know what to focus on today you know yeah. that self-motivation is you know is, is quite difficult
0: yeah yeah I think that is definitely one of the hardest things that comes out of being a a solopreneur or you know a a woman in business is that you know yet we've chosen the hours that we work and the flexibility and the roles that we do but equally I think there's some sort of safety net in having systems and process in place isn't there and knowing that some of the decisions that you make are forced by somebody higher up than you maybe so there's not a decision to make where every day when you're in your own business there's decisions Mm. to make and oh you know what does that look like if I do that and so there can be an awful lot of procrastination can't there and self-doubt that creeps Mm -hmm. in you know well if we do this 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 might happen and but if it looks like this then this might happen and oh it could be it could look like that because you're designing something that that you that you're really passionate Mm -hmm. about so yeah I think we have that a lot don't we the 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 um yeah, the needing to be surrounded by a great community. Yeah, you know? and
1: women tend to be more, more sort of, they find collaboration more natural
0: yeah as more of
1: a kind of there's a sort of a gender bias there Mm -hmm. or a gender split there women do tend to collaborate Mm -hmm. more or find that more effective way Mm -hmm. to generate ideas and and Mm -hmm. to be in that space so it's the advice I'd say is find your tribe Yeah, yeah absolutely
2: so what goals are you pursuing right now in business or personal life that you
1: can share with us Oh, so learning wise, um, I'm fascinated by neuroscience and how that supports the work that I've been doing. Mm -hmm. And some of the theories that have been intuitively or through observational Mm -hmm. science have sort of bore fruit. And you sort of, okay, and then neuroscience comes in and goes, that's a load of rubbish or that's actually very true. So I'm really fascinated in bringing the science to what I do. So it's mm. not just about pseudo psychology or, you know, there's some real sort of strength and depth of, um, of credibility to, to the mm. coaching, um, community. Cause there are a lot of, coaches out there and I think there's a lot of very good coaches out there and I think those good coaches are the ones that really know their business they know Mm. what it is they Mm. understand psychology they understand human behavior they um so I've got a real passion I guess about really sort of credentializing the coaching industry yeah so that's one of my goals um from a business perspective my mission as it's all over my um website is to make leadership accessible to everybody. Um so, I, and I've been thinking about ways I can do that because so many people, you know, it, leadership isn't a job title. I mean, mm-hmm. people kind of get that. But it, I think I have a lot of people who I work with even now who are saying, well, I want to make VP or I want to make president and then then I'll be a leader yeah. rather than, well, you're a leader now. Yeah. Yeah. Leadership's not a, it's not a verb; it's an adjective. Mm. It's something you do. It's something you do yeah. every single day, and it's who you are. It's what mm. you believe in. It's the thing that drives you, and that's why people follow you, mm. not because mm. you've got a job title, but because yeah. you really, truly believe in something. Yeah. And there are so many people out there who don't see themselves as yeah. leaders, and they are. Yeah. So that is another big goal of yeah. mine. It's so funny you
0: saying yeah. that
2: because obviously our platform is leading ladies mm. in business, but we don't really I think we do in a sense of leadership like we can guide people but I don't think we have that like the ego side of I am the leader type of thing like warrior style you know going out into battle type of thing Um, how do you look into leading ladies like what what do you see in terms of our leading ladies in business like do, do you see the platform as all of the community leading one another like can you Yeah,
1: absolutely, which is why I wanted to be involved in how I feel I find my tribe. When I talk about find your tribe, I feel like that's what happened. Um, I think, you know, leading, I think that's one of the things where a lot of people get put off leadership. Mm -hmm. In fact, I heard somebody say that once that the people we want in leadership don't want any part of it Mm -hmm. because they don't want to lose that kind of Sort of integrity and, interesting. and yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really interesting and there's different types of so yeah. there isn't one type of leader yeah. there isn't a one size fits all yeah. you know you can be a good leader in one particular situation and then find yourself in another and do exactly the same mm-hmm. thing and it just not work
2: yeah That's
1: so true so it's you know it's really this is where um and the I've developed a leadership development program that I'm launching in in autumn. And the concept behind it is coaching-based rather than training-based because- there are so there's over like 15,000 books on leadership wow no one's cracked it no No one's gone this is what good leadership is and that's because there is no good there are things that will work in certain circumstances Mm -hmm. and there's certain parts of you as a person as an individual there are strengths that you bring and there are areas that you need to grow Mm -hmm. I think the core essence of a good leader is understanding yourself and understanding your capability and being willing to grow and learn. Yeah. And so I think that what I see in leading ladies is a community of people who get this sort of the side of leadership that isn't often mm-hmm. hasn't always got a light shone on it, which is inspiring and motivating other people, believing in the strengths of other mm-hmm. people, women in this particular instance mm-hmm. where traditionally women are not always given mm-hmm. the platform or the illumination that mm-hmm. they deserve. Um, you know, we have imposter syndrome, yeah, which yeah. isn't actually a syndrome. It's it, when that language. I just read a post by a colleague the other day. That language is actually problematic. because yeah. it isn't a syndrome. Yeah. It's it's a phenomenon, mm. and that phenomenon is 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 basically organizations are doubling down on it because they I get organizations approaching me saying, "We need you to work with this female executive because mm-hmm. we think she has imposter syndrome." the person doesn't have a syndrome, what's happening is your structures, your environment, your organization is not giving them the ability to shine. Yeah, That's the problem. And so you're almost placing the blame on a group of people mm. saying, oh, it's because you feel
0: yeah. like an imposter. Yeah. It's like, no, it's because I'm treated mm. like yeah. an imposter. And I think as well, for, for women in particular, who are juggling many roles and wearing many hats, yes. there's that when you're placed in a system, a traditional system, the imposter syndrome creeps in quicker because mm. you're um, how can I be good at my job and do the X amount of other things that I've got to that I've got to yeah. do to make this world run smoothly mm. as well. And how we get that balance mm. is is really difficult so when we're placed in a work scenario we want to do that to the best of our ability however you can't mentally switch off that other bit of you that's got to be you know the more more thinking about right when when they come home that's got to be there for Mm -hmm. for tea or that's got to look like this or you know "Ah, I don't know how I'm going to fit that date in with a friend or with my husband or there's there's that whole other world Mm -hmm. and so we're placed in this in this world in work where the systems and routines don't necessarily suit us. So you do feel like you can't yeah. do a mm-hmm. good job there. Exactly. Or a and good job over here either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're
1: always torn. And if you are able to overcome that or childcare isn't in mm-hmm. your world, or I had a stay-at-home mm-hmm. husband and I yeah. I had the luxury of having him. Mm-hmm deal with a lot of that stuff, you then faced with, well, if I come across too challenging, I'm a bitch. Yeah. If I'm too kind, I'm too soft. Mm-hmm. There's always extremities when it comes to women's yeah. behavior. Yeah. There's never just, oh you just are or you're just having a bad day. No. It's like the extremities yeah. that you deal with or the perception yeah. is mm-hmm. so much harder to to mm-hmm. navigate. Yeah. Even yeah.
0: without all of the stuff you just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah crazy. God we're amazing aren't we? We, we really are. Really are. Yeah. I, know. We really I are. think as well when we look at leadership <laughs> and, and there's that real thing of leadership and management mm. you know and the debate between those yeah. two isn't there you know to manage is completely different yeah. than to lead and yeah. I think that's where Absolutely. again there's that language barrier or yeah. that misnomer around what each of those are because you can be a good manager but not lead people well you can manage people well but you don't lead them and I think that's where when people have written these thousands and thousands of books it also depends on the community that you are Mm -hmm. leading as well you know what makes a good leader in one sense for one community will not make a good leader for a different Um, community because they need something different and they're following for a different reason
1: absolutely and I you know my role as a coach is to help someone understand, is this something that I need to deal with? Is this something that I can flex to? Mm-hmm. Is this a part of me that I can learn and grow or even potentially compromise on, mm-hmm. you know? Or is this not the right environment mm-hmm. for me? Yeah. And so often that ends up mm-hmm. being the sort of conversation that I have. Mm-hmm. And then it's about, and it's not always, you know, stands true to your integrity I'm very much firm believer in practicality and pragmatism Mm -hmm. and I have a client who is a woman of color and she was talking about looking for her senior executive next senior executive role she actually got it in the end but her biggest debate was do I straighten my hair because if I straighten my hair I've seen more credibly than if I let it go curly and But at the same time, I know that if I leave my hair curly, I'm representing a whole group of women, Mm -hmm. and I should be trailblazing. Now, when you hear should or could, you know that's not you talking, that's being feeling pressure from the external environment. And so my job isn't to say, well, you should do this or you should do that. Mm. It's to say, what is it you're willing to compromise or what is it you want? And are is this is this the hill you want to die on?
0: Mm. You know,
1: if you want to mm. straighten your hair, straighten your hair. If you don't, don't. But make sure it's driven by your decision making, not because of other people, what other people are oh, telling to you to that. do.
2: Mm. Amen to that. Yeah. Wow.
1: That was incredible.
2: Really, really, really great conversation. Loved it. Really did. But we do have a closing tradition on the right. podcast, um, where we ask our guest what their preference is when making
0: a cup of tea. So the hill that I would die on. Is <laughs> this is, my the, this is the no yeah, compromise. This is the no compromise. This yeah. is where this the podcast yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm really sorry. The hill that I would die on is.
2: <laughs> so if you were to make, and we know you use oat milk, which is great. If you were to make myself or Cal mm-hmm. a nice cup of tea, and we didn't have a teapot, how would you make it?
1: And yeah, if my nan heard this, okay. she would hang me from the nearest rafters. Okay. But I put the tea bag in. Yes. I put the water in. Yes. Then I add the milk. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Your nan's a
0: good woman. Yeah, my nan's a good woman. Yeah.
1: And the reason being is I like my tea like this. Yes. And my husband likes his tea like yours. Yeah. And I can't get the right colour unless I put the milk in. So yeah. I'm teen, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Team Claire. Team Claire, I'm sorry, Claire.
0: You okay. just wrote a lovely post, didn't I you? Did about a post you know on, we should be accepting LinkedIn. of other yeah. people's yes, decisions. I loved I that post. Yeah. I loved it. So think, I'll have to go and have a read of that and find out yeah. how I'm going to get over that. Yeah. Have I lost all credibility you for are, you yeah, now? you've got far know, to go. I stay I stay have got, got far wait, to go. Far to go with my tea <laughs> making. <the> first <laughs> go is to make a proper cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> go back to your nan. Is she still here? she's still here. There you go. come back to her. And there you go. She'll teach you properly. She will. She will she would. As, but to be here. fair, as long as it
1: was actually darker than this, I think she'd be happy, but
2: yeah. That is so true, though. You can get the perfect colour of tea if you yeah. keep yeah. the tea bag in when you pour yeah. the milk in. You That's can also, brilliant. if you're just not heavy So hands, on that it's... note, thank you so much, <laughs> Leanne. Down. It's been an incredible episode. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us. Oh, yeah. it's been yeah. a pleasure. So thank you. Thank you.